Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Yokohama Avid Ascend LX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What's up, everybody? Happy Monday. It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire. For March 8th, March Madness nearly upon us. There was some madness over the weekend. I don't know about you guys. I got into a lot of trouble. I watched Coming to America 2, and then I dared go on the internet and say it wasn't awful. And so many people just hated that opinion. Like, that movie sucked. You have to say that. Rob G did see it. He will chime in a little bit later. Um, I did think that, okay, you know, most sequel sequels for good comedies like historically great comedies they suck most of them do ace ventura one iconic movie if it's on cable i will always take a peek and see where we are in the movie i know all the funny parts i can't tell you jack squat about ace ventura two home alone one come on that's an all-time classic home alone two lost in new york like i I, you know you go on down the list there was only i think one that i jotted down that was uh, two i'm sorry two were really good naked gun two and a half Naked Gun, that whole series was killer, okay? And I'm sure that people are going to hate this. Coming to America 2, I would give it like a C, you know, two stars. But I thought 22 Jump Street. Yes, with Channing Tatum and uh, what's his face? Uh, Jonah Hill. That movie is funny. Come, jump, uh, 22 Jump Street is funny. I, I like that series, by the way. I'm a, I'm a nerd. Um, but that was like one of my focal points of the weekend, Coming to America 2. And then, of course... 
you had the monster Oprah Winfrey sit down with the royal couple. I, I thought I'd open the podcast. Hell no, I didn't watch that garbage. Get out of here. Come on. What do I care about the royal family? I know all these people are in an uproar. I didn't watch a second about it. Don't I didn't read a darn thing. The only thing I kept seeing in my timeline last night was Tyler Perry did a good thing. Shocker. I mean, Tyler Perry is immensely wealthy and does a lot of good things. I'm a fan of Tyler Perry. All right. Let's get to my highlight of the weekend. No, it was not the slam dunk contest. I will take it to the grave saying that my daughter's second grade pickup basketball game, which we did on Saturday, which was heated, six on six uh, with the sub. It was an awesome game, and my daughter scored the game tying basket, and then we called it. it. It was a great game, like really a great game. was way better than the dunk contest. The dunk contest is basically unspeakably bad at this point, and I, I, I'm not going to be that guy who calls for the end of it. You just got to convince the big names to get involved. They need Zach Levine in there. But the three-point contest— I actually think is a bigger story than the All-Star game. Now, Rob G's going to come in here over the top. The All-Star game is garbage. I'm not watching that crap. I'm just telling you, I enjoyed the All-Star game a lot. However, as I told you guys, I started the series Friday Night Lights with the kids. So we try to watch like a half an episode a day or an episode. It was Sunday. So we watch an episode. And we, you know how you do the thing on Netflix or Amazon Prime where you start the next episode for like two minutes and then you're like, okay, good, perfect, all right, set up the next episode, and you stop. So we did that with Friday Night Lights. And I said, guys, we got to get a T.O. Steph Curry is up in the three-point contest. And, you know, I'm that dad who got my son and daughter Curry jerseys like maybe three or four years ago. And maybe it was five years ago. I don't know. But they both have Curry jerseys. I don't even know if my son's fits anymore. Um, Curry is just unbelievable. He is, I don't even want to hear there's, oh, this ends the debate. There, there was never a debate. Like Curry is the greatest shooter bar none in NBA history. It, 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 there's no discussion, okay? But watching him step up in that first round or whatever and drop 31 was magical. Like, I, it, was, it was really incredible. I think he hit eight in a row at one point. It was just like, this guy's unbelievable. And, and me and the kids are shouting and screaming, and it was awesome. And I just, Steph Curry is as wholesome as, like, American Pie. Like, seriously, it's, it's like that. He's a good human being. He's a phenomenal shooter. He, he's a below-the-rim guy. He doesn't look like, I mean, he's a wiry 6'3". And he's just magical. And then he goes into the final against Mike Conley. And I kept telling the kids, I'm like, listen, Conley's never been an all-star. Okay, Curry, we know he's blah, 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 all-time great. I think Conley's going to steal this. I, I, I don't know, guys. I have this feeling. And Conley goes in there, nothing to lose. I mean, he was a replacement for Devin Booker. Okay? And I'm like, geez, Mike, coming at, Mike Conley's splashing from the top of the key like it's nothing. I'm like, 28 or 27, whatever his total. 20, I don't remember what it was. But he got a lot of points in the final. And Curry starts out 0 for 4, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. And my daughter, of course, big Curry fan, is like, Dad, he's got this. He's going to be fine. And Curry just catches fire, and then he goes to the last rack. And, like, we're on our feet, like, into this. The three-point contest. And Curry down to the last ball, the money ball, needing it for the win, and he hits it, and we just erupted. And, guys, listen, I thought it was phenomenal. Excellent television, high drama. 
like a superstar versus, you know, a guy that's easy to root for, Mike Conley, he's a likable guy. Um, it, it was awesome. And, and you know, dare I say it, the All-Star game was something of a come down because it was not as competitive as last year. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I've got to say this. Um, people are not going to like it. My big takeaway is LeBron was the MVP. Because he only played 13 minutes. Like, what a genius move from LeBron. I don't know if he faked an injury or said, I'm the captain, I'm sitting out. I don't know if he played an entire minute in the second half. Because he didn't start the second half. That was the first thing I noticed. Like, oh, LeBron's not in. Ooh, nice. And then I don't think he came in. Now, he was pretty terrible in the All-Star game. He missed a dunk. Uh, I think he missed another layup. He had, like, a bad turnover. And you could just tell, like, he wasn't that into it. Um... And that's good because at some point, this league's going to have to transition away from LeBron to the next generation. LeBron's been dominant for 15 plus years. And to watch Steph Curry and Damian Lillard each go eight for 16 from three, Giannis, I have down here 16 for 16, 35 points. Um, you know, this is not a surprise to anyone, but LeBron has been a GM at times in his career. So he kind of picked a great team. Kevin Durant. You know, you're my guy. I don't know what you're doing. Um, that was a garbage team you picked. Uh, and I don't know how that's possible, picking a garbage team among all-stars. But, like, Team LeBron was 31 of 61 on threes. 31 of 61 on threes! Come on! I mean, listen, Jalen Brown looked awesome. You know, if you if you were in a coma for six years and you woke up and that was the first thing you watched, first of all, you'd be like, geez, where's the defense? Psych, nobody says that. Nobody with a functional brain says where's the defense, okay? There's no defense in the Pro Bowl, right? There's no defense in the NBA All-Star game. Nobody's trying to get hurt out here, all right? So I thought Jalen Brown looked better than Jason Tatum, dare I say. And I'm a bullish on Jason Tatum. I've got a Jason Tatum MVP uh, for the league this year, ticket from Vegas. Obviously, that will not cash. He got COVID. Hasn't 100% bounced back. Um, but I, I enjoyed the All-Star game. It was fun. Um, you know, Giannis, MVP, whatever. Hey, he got 35 points. He didn't miss a shot. Uh, Chris Paul was pretty good. Had like 16 assists. I will say I was a little surprised. I saw Giannis. I don't want to say he threw an elbow, but he extended an elbow on a screen. And I don't know if it caught Tatum in the kisser, but Tatum reacted like, what the hell, bro? We're playing an all-star game. <laughs> I don't want to get reconstructive surgery from a Giannis elbow. And the other thing I noticed was Chris Paul really kind of locked up James Harden a couple times. Now, I'm not saying he stopped him, but he got in the defensive stance like, I'm trying, you know, I remember how it ended between us and Houston. Uh, it, it, I found that very interesting. I also did think Kyrie Irving had a, and again, I'm probably reading some of my narratives into this, but I thought Kyrie Irving looked almost focused and not happy his team got their ass kicked because that's a guy who don't like losing. Um, we know he's never won anything outside of being with LeBron for one season. I mean, he didn't win at Duke, okay? He was injured. He didn't win. He didn't win in Boston. He's made a lot of, um, I don't want to say enemies. That's too strong. But a lot of people are just like, yo, what is your program, bro? Not you don't want to play with LeBron, you don't want to play for Brad Stevens, and now you're taking shots at a first year coach and uh, Steve Nash, and you're recruiting KD. Huh? Okay, all right. Um, so Kyrie's kind of a mysterious guy. I noticed he walked into the arena 
with his walking stick. Uh, Kyrie Irving, of course. Um, so anyways, I enjoyed All-Star Weekend greatly. Um, it's a lot of fun. There was some good college basketball. Uh, I had a really good weekend betting on college basketball Sunday. Um, you know, Baylor cashed easily. Michigan State as a seven and a half point dog cashed. And um, just listen, if you empty the account after football season, I always take a chunk out, take out some profits. Um, you either want to reload for March Madness um, or load up for the first time because this is going to be a fun tournament. Um, I'm starting to see the ball bounce a little bit better. I know college basketball isn't everybody's bag, and a lot of people would rather just fill out a bracket, but I will be firing heavily. Next Sunday, six days from now, the brackets come out. And uh, it's not your usual college basketball tournament because nobody knows any of the players. No, seriously, nobody knows any of the players. It's very odd. Uh, I, I do a fourth grade basketball thing with some dads and a bunch of kids. And some of the dads were talking. They're like, I don't know anybody in college basketball. Like, Michigan's really good. Who's their best player? Like, who's the best player in the country? A, a lot of people just don't know what's going on at all in college basketball. It, it's hurting right now. But listen, the tournament is what it is. It's a great uh, four-week uh, event. A, a, and I'm fired up about it. But... This weekend was about the All-Star Game, and I know Rob G. is such a Curry fan. He must have loved Curry splashing in the three-point contest, then going to the All-Star Game, hitting bombs, just dropping bombs left and right, catching an alley-oop from Chris Paul, once his nemesis, nemesis, and then throwing an alley-oop to Chris Paul, showboating left and right. Rob G., you had to love every moment of it Sunday night. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their hand-cooked test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. 
With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got him. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Once again, Jason, the only thing I can say is I really wish that you were my boss because you are so easily impressed. You are so quick to hand out accolades. I would have been promoted and had a raise four different times by now since we started this podcast. No, I mean, he, Steph Curry was cool. I mean, I've seen, <laughs> no, I mean cool. <laughs> I've seen him shoot better in a real game before. So it's not like it's impressive to see him shoot like that in a three point contest or in a uh, exhibition all star game. I mean, he shot better. You know, in the playoffs, a couple of times. So it's it's it was whatever. But I will say this: the one thing that stood out to me from Steph Curry, and it was something he actually said after the game last night. Um, Rachel Nichols is the one who tweeted it, so hopefully she has it right. Someone asked Steph Curry a question in the media, and here's what he said: "I have a lot left to accomplish. I don't have anything to prove." Now. I don't know why he's feeling himself after an all-star game, I but like trust me I when like I tell that. you, Steph has a lot left to prove. So, oh, you know, I'm, I'm glad, okay. I'm glad so that we're going to make this a Steph Curry podcast. No, Is that no, what no, we're no. doing? No. I didn't anticipate that, but here we are. Steph has a lot to prove. Yes. Not, not in the sense you know, that to prove that he's a great player, because he's already a great player. That's not, that's not debated. I'm not going to say he's not a great player. He's the greatest shooter of all time. That's fine. But to say that, like you have said, all-time greatest point guard conversation ever. No, no. He, he's not going to surpass Magic. That will not happen. He's the second greatest point guard of all time. And I, I believe I, I, right now Steph Curry is one of the 15 greatest players to lace him up in NBA history. Okay, so that's something he needs to prove still. <laughs> you know, here's Rob's problem, okay? Rob has been spending a lot of time with his buddy, Rob Parker, from The Odd Couple. I don't know what the hours are, but Rob will plug The Odd Couple. And Rob Parker is just the biggest hater, I don't know, maybe in all of sports, 
it's a little tiresome because he don't like anybody. He hates everyone. Tom Brady's a fraud and Steph Curry stings and everybody. He's a hater. LeBron, blah, blah, blah. Everything is negative. And it's starting to seep into Rob because <laughs> there is not a thing about Steph Curry that is hateable. There isn't. I, I don't know how you can not like him. You know who was missing this weekend? Who? Russell Westbrook. That's a guy you can dislike. And I'll be like, yeah, I get where Rob's coming from. The guy's sneering. Okay. Nobody ever wants to play with him. Okay. Like all he's just like padding his stats by yelling to get free throws on the foul line or grab rebounds off free throws on the foul line. Like, come on. That's a guy I can understand it if you're out on Russell Westbrook. But 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 saying Steph Curry has stuff to prove, like, ah, oh, Rob, you're just he does. You, just, you love he this, does. Huh? It's not, I'm not saying he sucks. I think he's a great player. Right. And I will say, if you, if you have an issue with uh, Russ, Russell Westbrook sneering, let me raise you a Steph Curry shimmy and fake dump on the court. So we'll, 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 we'll <laughs> call that a wash there. Shimmying is happiness and The joy. fake dump? The fake dump is funny. Come okay, on. all right. Not, how is that negative? No, Steph, Steph Curry's great. He's a great player, but he's just not that oh, great. That's all. Okay. All right. Next thing you know, he's going to tell me Bradley Beal's a better scorer. Well, that's coming up. Uh, no. But, but Rob, any overarching thoughts on the dunk contest? No. Which I know you were glued to. Dunk contest was terrible. I mean, there were some better ideas on Twitter on how to improve it versus, you know, what we actually saw. I will say uh, Aaron Gordon had a good quote leading up to the All-Star Weekend in USA Today. He was plugging some documentary that he's, he's working on. And he actually thinks that he broke the dunk contest, oh, that geez. he ruined it. Now, I'm not going to go that far. But I will say that what we've seen in the last four or five years from Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine, it's just it makes some of this other stuff. Number one, it makes it seem tired because you've already seen it. And number two, the fact that Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine are considered big names in the dunk contest tells you all you need to know. Listen, Aaron Gordon wants to talk about things that are broken. He should look at his jumper. Okay? Oh. That's where he needs to start. <laughs> and I like Aaron Gordon. And I will never forget as a gambler, he cost me money. Arizona choking in the Elite Eight so bad against Wisconsin. Oh, I'm still that still eats me up. That was a four-figure loss for your boy, and I am. All right, I'm over it. Um, I do want to ask, Rob G., before we get to uh, an interesting topic that I don't know if is on anybody's radar, I need to ask you, coming to America 2, A, did you see it, and B, your thoughts? I did see it, and I was woefully disappointed. Oh, Hater, like, hater, I, Rob. Uh, eventually, guys, Rob, uh, Rob will say something positive on this podcast. I'm, I'm almost certain. It's look, a Monday. No, we're starting the week nice and happy. Rob will say one positive comment on this podcast. I have a positive comment coming to America. The positive is they all look good. I mean, they age gracefully. <laughs> everybody on, in the digital. cast. Ah, but um, no, I mean, it, it was. My, this was my overarching, you know, comment about the whole thing was of all the famous people that are in that movie. And there were a ton for no apparent reason at all other than just to put him in the movie. Right. Not one of them had the ball say, you know what, Eddie? This this really ain't working. This this ain't working, Doc. Let, <laughs> let's 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 switch it. Let's do something He's a little bit different. He's an icon, dude. Come on. That well, that, that's the problem. You can't you, too many, eventually too many you yes men in his circle. Exactly. Somebody should have um, told him, you know what, this one is not hitting. You know, there is something, there's a parallel. This is next level stuff, okay? I don't think you're going to hear this on other podcasts. Coming to America 2 comes out this weekend, and we all agree that comedy sequels stink. Well, you know what else stinks? When you repeat dunks in the slam dunk contest. And I swear, Cassius Stanley, 
had a nice dunk to start. I was like, oh, that was nice. And then it's like, well, this person's done that. That's this person's done it. Oh, okay. Obi Toppin comes out. Nice move. Oh, wait, Zach Levine did that in the warm-up line two weeks ago before a Bulls game. And I'm not even kidding. Zach Levine did do that dunk in the layup line before a game. And Obi Toppin's out here like, where's my fitty? And then uh, who's the kid who won it? Anthony Simons puts on a Tracy McGrady jersey. I was like, I was telling the kids, oh, he's getting a Vince Carter jersey. Tracy McGrady. Oh, T-Mac. Did he even win that dunk contest? No. I don't remember. 2000? No. So why are you breaking out the jersey of a guy who didn't win the dunk contest and borrowing his dunk? I, I, I don't know. I didn't see it. Listen, guys, I'm not even going to lie. I am on the gram. Hopefully you follow me. I promise you there are guys on there who have more creative dunks than the slam dunk contest. There's this guy, uh, Jordan Kilgannon or something like that. Jack the Jumper. These guys are doing, whoa, ridiculous dunks. Now, I will say the one that I liked from Anthony Simons was the one where he pulled it way off the backboard and dunked it. And I was like, wow. I mean, he got up. Now, it didn't, it didn't look like incredible, but I hadn't seen that. Had you seen that done? It was similar to Dwight Howard. Maybe, yeah, that's right? the problem. It was very similar to Dwight Howard's sticker dunk, just yeah. to show how high you were. And but I he think, did. I think Dwight actually did have another dunk where he elevated the 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 rim up to twelve feet and dunked. Twelve it. feet, right? Yeah. Uh, but again, creativity matters greatly, and like, I don't know. I I just I was I was unimpressed. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue while you prep your meats. That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Goodyear test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, 
Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, let's get to, uh, and I know we're deep into the podcast now, but I do want to say one story popped over the weekend, nothing in the NFL. Uh, this website, The Athletic, we bring on writers from there from time to time. They had a story about the best scorers in the NBA, right? Who are the best sco- pure scorers in the NBA? Now, it's current, okay? It's not, you know, five years ago or over the last 10 years, but who is the purest scorer in the NBA? Now, for me, this is easy. I agree with him. Kevin Durant is the best pure scorer in the NBA. We had Coutinho Mobley on the podcast uh, maybe three or four weeks ago. He said Kevin Durant was the greatest scorer in NBA history over this guy named Jordan. And uh, it's tough tough to argue that. Kevin Durant can get his shot off against anyone. He is unguardable. He led the league in scoring multiple times. He could create his own shot, his handle, his crossover. I mean, he's he's ridiculous. Kevin Durant, purest scorer in the NBA, no doubt. Rob G, you would agree? KD, number one. 1,000%. Okay. So where it gets a little difficult for me is number two. James Harden, I think, has won, what, two or three scoring contests, uh, titles in a row, and he's got that move where he just stands at the top of the key, dribbles between his leg, and either does a step back three or dribbles by you and scores or gets fouled or gets an assist. Like, that's unstoppable. So I don't have a whole hell of a lot to argue against that. I will say this about Harden. If he's he's very one-dimensional as a scorer because he needs the ball in his hands in a certain spot. And then he needs room. He doesn't want any picks. He's just like, I'll just get out of my way. He does nothing off the ball to create as a scorer. And I think that dings him a little bit. And I think that's where the guy who I have is right there with Harden um, has a great argument, and that's Curry. And I know we've ball-washed Curry, I have, for most of this podcast already. But, I mean, this is a historically great scorer, can score at all three levels. For the people who are saying Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving, I I did look this up because I knew you were going to come at me with some weak shit. Steph Curry... Almost every season in his career has attempted more free throws per game than Kyrie Irving. Steph Curry gets to the line better. So I know Kyrie scores in traffic and is a great finisher. Curry drives as much as Kyrie and gets to the line more than Kyrie. And he also gets fouled on a lot of threes. I get that. But whatever advantage you thought Kyrie had there, I don't put Kyrie quite in the Harden-Curry class. Where it gets interesting is we're now three deep, and we have not heard the name LeBron James. The Athletic had KD1, Harden 2, Curry 3, and this surprised me. Um, And I think they got it wrong, Rob. They have Bradley Beal, number four. Obviously, he's leading the league in scoring this year. No doubt about it. He's also on a train wreck team. I believe the stat is 
when he scores 40 or more, the Wizards are 0-6 or 0-5. And for his career, when when Beal, Beal goes over 40, they're like 4-20. So that's not a winning player, okay? And purest scorer, what does scoring mean if you ain't winning some of the games? Beal, yeah, great score. I would agree. I can't have him above Dame. I can't have him above LeBron. Now, the problem with LeBron, LeBron is he's 36. He doesn't as easily get to the rim as he did like three years ago when he hung 51 on the uh, KD uh, Curry Warriors in game one and J.R. Smith, you know, vomited all over himself and blew the game. Um, LeBron isn't as dominant as a scorer as he was three or four years ago, but newsflash, he's averaged 25 points a game for the last 16 seasons. This would be 17. So I don't want to hear this like, oh, he's not a great scorer. 25 a game for 16 straight seasons. That's absurd. He has developed a good three-point shot. He was having a career year for three, has recently sagged back a little. I think the loss of Anthony Davis probably created a little less space for him. Um, But I would have LeBron above Bradley Beal as well. I think other guys who weren't mentioned, uh, Jamal Murray. Shit, what did he do in the playoffs last year? He's dropping 50 on everybody. Denver, Clippers, don't matter. I mean, Jamal Murray has to be in the discussion with Kyrie, Joel Embiid, Paul George, Luka. I mean, Luka makes it look easy for a guy who doesn't have the speed uh, of a Curry or of a Dame. Um, I think Luka Doncic is in there. Like, it's tough. Like, listen, Zach Levine right now. I am, I'm driving the Zach Levine bus. He certainly is among the 10 best scorers in the league right now. Um, but for me, my top five are KD, Harden, Curry, Lillard, LeBron. I, w- I would have Kyrie right there and then Beal right there. Um, Rob G, where did the athletic get it wrong? Well, I think what we have to clarify, too, is it wasn't The Athletic who wrote this. Well, they wrote the column, but it was them surveying NBA executives and GMs and getting their opinion. So they didn't right. really have any kind of opinion on either way. It was these are the results of the votes. Right, right, right. And so the thing that I noticed that, that you know, with the list, and now KD, I have no qualms about. I think I think I agree with Katino. He's probably the greatest scorer I've ever seen. And I'm, and I'm a Kobe fan, so that says you what I think about KD. You know, James Harden, Steph Curry, I kind of agree with that. But the the biggest issue I saw with the, the list as a whole is there is entirely too much emphasis placed on the way a guy looks scoring versus the effectiveness of him being a scorer. Because when it comes to scoring, it's just, can you get the ball in the basket? I don't care how you do it. Can you get me two points or three points, whatever it is? Can you get me a free throw? And the fact that LeBron is listed at, let's see, 10th that Embiid is 8th that Giannis is 15th that Kawhi is 16th and that none of them are forgot about yeah and that these guys are only getting one fifth place vote or one fourth place vote and nothing else tells me that a lot of these guys who are in the front offices and, and and GMs and things like that they're so blinded by the analytics of basketball and the three point shot. And can you get off a three? Can you, how do you look creating your own shot? And I'm sure that's very important that that's part of being a great basketball player. But if I just need two points, if I'm not going to get, you know, Harden or KD, why would you not go 
with LeBron James or Giannis or Embiid or a guy who's going to get to the rim and score. Instead, they're more impressed with a Kyrie Irving, Bradley Beal, Dame Lillard because they can step back and shoot it from 35 and make it one out of seven times. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, stop. Like, they're not making one out okay, of seven. One out of five. One out of four. I, I think it's above 20%, but at, at any rate, I hear what you're saying. But there is something similar to all the guys at the top. They're all prominent, prolific three-point shooters. Right. That seems to matter to these NBA front office guys when they're talking about pure scoring. Now, I should add, we don't know if they're talking to the analytics guys in the front office or the old 50-year-old front office guys who have been around forever, who are a little more old school. Um, But yeah, Devin Booker ahead of LeBron seems a little bit curious. Now, D-Book did go for 70, I think, in a game, but... um, I don't know. You're right. If you need a bucket at the end of the game, are you going to Devin Booker or LeBron James? Right. And, and the one that, that really bugged me was the Kyrie one. And, and it's because it's not to say Kyrie's not a great scorer, and he is. He's a great talent. But so many people confuse his skill level, which is out of this world, one of the most skilled players I've ever seen, with being a good scorer. Like, just because you have a Swiss Army knife doesn't necessarily mean that it's more effective than a hammer in certain situations. And Giannis, Embiid, LeBron are hammers. They're going to be able to score or at least get a great shot anytime they want to, no matter who's guarding them. I trust them more than I trust Kyrie Irving to get a good shot. Okay, let me, I'll push back. I don't know that I, (laughs) I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Giannis, while an incredible scorer, right? He's an incredible scorer. Is he at the level of one of the top guys, given that, A, he can't shoot three-pointers to save his damn life, he is currently at 28%, and B, he's a 66% free-throw shooter. So if you are defending Giannis, we've seen the postseason, okay, we'll give him any three he wants, and if need be, let's put him on the line, because chances are he's going to hit below. I mean, he was 70% earlier in his career. The last two years, 63 and 66. Um, All those other guys, Harden, Curry, they're 85 plus. Lillard. I mean, you know, end of the game, like, do you go to Giannis? Are they going to go to Drew Holiday? Who is their closer in a close game? One of the problems, Rob, of course, is they blow out a lot of teams. I think they're one or two in the East in, um, you know, uh, point differential. But, yeah, I don't know that I'd have Giannis in the top five. Well, here's the thing is, and I don't, I hate to pick on Kyrie Irving, but he's the one who stands out to me most in the top oh, of the Oh, geez, Rob. I mean, geez. I, no, it's, I thought you said you were going to say nice things about guys. Now you're bagging on Kyrie. Look, no, I can't, I can't fault you. For Ky- Kyrie's true shooting percentage this year is uh, 61.7%, which is great, and it's the highest he's ever had. Obviously, because he has so much help around him, he's getting a lot of open looks. Today's NBA is more free-flowing, and that offense, he's going to get a lot of buckets anyways. Giannis, in a down year for him, 618 so even counting the three-point shot and the ability to get to the free throw line, Kyrie is a is a whiz around the rim. The, even the stats say the most effective scorer between the two is Giannis. And it's just it's just part of a, a bigger problem with today's NBA and today's basketball fans that they confuse skill level with what really matters. And what really matters is putting the ball in the basket by any means necessary, the mid-range game. 
Shout out to Kawhi and CJ McCollum, Carmelo Anthony, whatever, and getting wins. And it's just like, if you're going to try to convince me that because a guy is more skilled, that automatically makes him a better scorer, then you've lost the debate already. I, do you really think Kawhi Leonard is that great of a scorer, Rob? Uh, up until this season, yeah, because he, he could get to his spot whenever he wanted to. He he was deadly in the mid range game. Now that was I, his I, strength, yeah. Right now, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put him up with the guys at the top. I don't put him anywhere near there. But for him to get one fifth place vote, while Zach Levine, Devin Booker, Demar Derozan are higher on this list than him, that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I, he doesn't strike me as an amazing one-on-one basketball player. Like, obviously, he's talented and good, and he's a great defender. Um, you know, this is a guy who's uh, getting to the line only six times a game. He was down from the last two years um, when he was one of the best players in the league. Uh, 38% from deep. Like, if I'm defending Kawhi, like, it's a lot easier than defending Curry or Harden or KD, right? Oh yeah, I mean, of course, of course. Yeah, uh, Kyrie, Kawhi can back me down and go for go for the two. Good. Even watching him in the All Star game, like he, it doesn't look like he fits. I know that's not really his style to like have fun and smile and enjoy life. Um, he's always like serious and bored. Man gets paid and blah blah blah. I don't know, man. I I, I just have to say, I I I I feel like the bloom is off the rose of Kawhi Leonard. Um, it was there two years ago when he won it with Toronto. I get it. Uh, every warrior was injured. I think the entire team was on the on the injury list, and, and he gets his championship. And everybody, oh, Kawhi's the best player in the league. Well, I, I'm sorry. Like I took a lot of heat when I said KD took the torch from LeBron as the greatest player in the league when KD was on the Warriors. I still stand by that. But then Rob, what happened was KD goes down in the finals, and everybody just wants to hand Kawhi the best player in the NBA title because he won the chip. I refuse to do that. I thought saw it as more of a boxer's analogy where the best player in the league got injured, so the belt is kind of out there, and he was stripped of his belt, and it was kind of up for grabs. And I'm sorry, but LeBron added Anthony Davis, and he got the belt back. And... You got to take it from the king. And I just haven't seen anything from Kawhi, whether it's pure scoring, defense, or anything this year that shows me he's a better scorer than LeBron, or I'd rather have him on my team than LeBron, or I, or he's even a leader or anything. And now I'm just rambling, bashing Kawhi Leonard because Rob is such a hater that it's <laughs> seeping into my pores. And I'm now just bashing Kawhi Leonard for no reason on a Monday morning. Well, I think that, one of your actually your biggest uh, promos all last week was when you floated the idea of Kawhi going to Phoenix, you know, after this season. And I think as as crazy that might sound on the surface, I think that you're actually more right than you are wrong with that po- with that comment, only because looking at the landscape of the NBA with the Lakers in the West and now with Brooklyn, what they're building, he's got Blake Griffin. We didn't even talk about that. You know, I don't know how much he's going to we'll matter. Wrap but up, the, we'll, we'll wrap up with that. But yeah. the fact they got Blake Griffin and so... The Clippers at this point, I think you would agree, they're closer to having to blow it all up than they are to winning a championship. Yeah, I think if you looked at the four best teams in the league right now, I don't think the Clippers are one of them. I mean, do you? Oh, 
Oh. Uh, well, maybe no, I need no, to go to Over Milwaukee? I think that's the that's the question for the fourth team. Yeah, I mean, I think the Sixers are there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, COVID issues, obviously, right now for Embiid and Simmons. We'll see what happens with that Barber positive test. Um, I think right now it's Nets 1, Lakers 2 with a healthy AD, Sixers 3, and then who do you have? The Bucks or the Clippers? They just played at, I think they were both at full strength that Sunday. I, I mean, I believe they were. And, you know, the Clippers gagged again with the game on the line. And Giannis took over. Um, I just, it's tough to trust the Clippers. And, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, all right, let, uh, speaking of, let's get let's go back to the Nets and wrap up the pod with Blake Griffin signing with the Brooklyn Nets. This should not come as a surprise to anybody. Um, you know, the Nets are super thin up front. It's DeAndre Jordan, some kid named Claxton, Nicholas Claxton, I think is his last name. Um, and they're just basically shuttling guys in and out, and Steve Nash is just tinkering um, w- with you know the depth chart heading into the uh, playoffs. You know they want to be ready and have bodies. I I think the positive with Blake Griffin is you know he can play some small ball five. He can step out and hit the three. The numbers this year are not good, so I'm not going to really discuss those numbers. It's embarrassing that he does not have a dunk this season. A guy who, as recently as like five years ago, was one of the league's highlight reel guys. Um, I think he has two blocks this season. So, small ball five. Like, I mean, Rob G, this is not slander by any means. This is not slander, okay? Jeff Green and Blake Griffin. Who are you riding with down the stretch of a basketball game right now? And I have to go with Jeff Green. I'm sorry. That, I, that's not meant as a slight to Blake Griffin. I need to see him coming back. This is a guy who had knee surgery after he took the uh, the pist- uh, Pistons to the playoffs against the Bucks, And then like six months later, had to get the surgery clean up again. So two knee surgeries in the last th- two years. Uh, he's a shell of what he was. You know, in a perfect world, Rob, I can see Blake Griffin in a Draymond Green-ish role where they double Harden out of the pick and roll, or they double Kyrie. Blake Griffin gets the ball at the three-point line, and he can either shoot the three, which he was good at two years ago, not so much this past year. He can drive and dish, which he's capable of, or he can, you know, just attack the rim and lay it in, and, and or a floater. Like, can he do that? I think so, but that's a new role for him. Blake Griffin's been a number one or a number two his entire career. He's now, I mean, he's not ahead of Joe Harris, guys. I'm sorry. On the pecking order of Brooklyn Nets. Like, this is 31-year-old Blake Griffin, who's turning 32 in a year and a week. Uh, This is the portion of the program where I remind you, LeBron James is 36 years old, (laughs) averaging 25-8-8. Blake Griffin is 31, and he's about washed up. It's just staggering what LeBron's doing. Staggering. But right now, I would say, yeah, uh, Jeff Green is ahead of Blake Griffin in crunch time minutes. Uh, You know, obviously that could change heading into the playoffs. But Blake is in a spot where he's going to have some chances to play 25, 30 minutes a night. If he had gone to the Lakers, maybe 15, 20. Um, I, I don't think Blake totally moves the needle for them. It's obviously a good get, but I don't think it's... Some like, oh, yeah, they absolutely, that's exactly what they needed. Like, 
This is still the James Harden show with Kevin Durant, and oh yeah, we've got to keep Kyrie happy. Um, I don't know, Rob. Maybe you see it otherwise. No, I mean, um, I think that whatever team Blake Griffin would have went to, I think he has enough left in the tank where we would have saw a you know quote unquote Blake Griffin game in the playoffs because I think yeah. that he can he can do something to win you a game at least. Um, I was a little bit shocked that he went with the Nets only because they were the only team that were listed as contenders for his services that didn't really need him in any kind of way. Like they, they need a defensive minded big man. They don't need another scorer. Like they have plenty of that. Can like they, Blake Griffin defend Joel Embiid in the post? Exactly. That's the question. Is you're gonna have, That's the question, Kenny. <laughs> the, the, the Nets have decided that they're going to go with the all-trio at center of DeAndre Jordan, Jeff Green, and Blake Griffin. And knowing that the two most likely threats to them winning the title are Joel Embiid at, at five and Anthony Davis at the five. So that's why it's a little bit surprising they made that decision. I mean, they are all gas, no breaks at this point. But, I mean... Does it make them prohibitively better than they were before? Not really, but no. does it help that he did not go to the Lakers or did not go to the Suns or something like that? Okay. Yeah, of course. How about this? Who is more likely to have two key playoff games for the Nets? Two, meaning, man, he was instrumental. I mean, Alex Crusoe probably had two. KCP had two or three. But here are your choices. Bruce Brown who, by the way, is playing great. I know you're not watching the Nets, folks, but that is how a role player plays. Bruce Brown, TLC, Timothy Luau Caboret, Jeff Green, or Blake Griffin. So Bruce Brown, I'll toss Landry Shamit in there. Why not? Bruce Brown, Landry Shamit, TLC, Green, or Blake Griffin. Who's going to have two good playoff games? Who, who can you count on to show up twice and have two big games? Jeff Green. We're... Jeff Green, two podium games from Jeff Green. I can see that. He's a veteran, man. He was on a Georgetown team that went to the Final Four. Jeff Green was on some Cavs teams um, that did some damage in the East. I think he was on that OKC, um, that Seattle OKC team with Kevin Durant back in the day. That is correct. Yeah, I mean, like, he's played in some wars. And if you guys remember, man, this guy was, he was uh, was a lottery pick coming out of Georgetown. He's a nice player. I know he's 34, but I'm telling you right now, Jeff Green at 34, um, ain't much difference between him at 34 and Blake Griffin at 31. I would well, actually argue that Jeff Green is a better bet to be consistent than Blake yeah. Griffin. Like you I know think what that, you're getting. Like exactly. I think Blake Blake is probably going to try to do too much, isn't he? He's hearing everybody say he's washed. Well, you're you're he's definitely not going to dunk. He hasn't dunked since 2019, <laughs> so that's one thing. But you know, Jeff Green or Jeff Green, I think is still dunk. You know, but. Everything that you Jeff hope, Green can still dunk. Yes, I mean, boy, Rob, you are just no every everything everybody today that you're hoping this is that just mash mash unit Monday. <laughs> you have body bagged so many guys on this podcast. I'm stunned, Rob. Every, Does your wife know you've turned into such a hater? Whatever. Is dude, she I'll, saying I'll, Parker <laughs> is having this kind of impact on no, you? No, 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 no. <laughs> all, all I was gonna say was this: is everything that they're hoping Blake Griffin can do on the floor is what Jeff Green already does for them. So that's why I was a little bit surprised. Yeah, but, no, that's, you know. that's I would agree with that. Um, all right, so we'll wrap up with this. Your favorite cameo in Coming to America 2, and there were a lot of good ones, as you said. Um, I don't, I mean, I don't think there's any spoilers, right? Uh, unless you say the former NBA player who has like one line. Um, 
I, I didn't think that was that great, but um, I, you say yours. I'll say I definitely know who mine is. Well, let's just say for anyone who's listening who hasn't seen it, spoiler alert. So if you don't want to hear it, just speed through this part. Uh, my answer is Morgan Freeman. Mm, and it's because good. you know my favorite movie of all time is Last Vegas. So anytime oh. I can get Morgan Freeman in my life, I love it. Uh, <laughs> a Last Vegas reference. I will say that, Rob, a lot of people, you know, they go with the chalk for favorite movie, favorite food, favorite restaurant. You break out the last Vegas. I'm impressed. Um, my favorite, to wrap up the podcast, my favorite Coming to America 2 cameo is by the talented, I hope I say her name right, Tayana Taylor, Iman Shumpert's wife. Well, does she guys, count as a cameo? Because she kind of has a role in the movie. Like, it's not uh, well, a bit uh, yeah, part. Maybe. She wasn't in the first one, obviously. She's no. probably not even born yet. Um, but she, that dance routine she does is mm -hmm. okay. So we'll wrap up on that. Uh, hope everybody had a great weekend. We've got, uh, several really, um, uh, interesting guests lined up. I think one outside of the world of sports, there may be a second and, uh, it's going to be a good one. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue while you prep your meats. That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. 
Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.